Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another Talk Architecture podcast episode, and I'm your host, Naziati Muhammad Yaqub. The topic for today's discussion is a reflection on campus design. May it be an institution or a university or college. However, I'm going to talk about my experience as a full-time academic in charge of a design thesis studio unit, the experiences that I had when I was employed at the university, the last university that I worked in, and there is this thought process going on in my mind after visiting the University Technology Petronas campus, which is an award-winning campus designed um, by Sir Norman Foster as the international architect collaborator with group design partnership, the local um, architect uh, that is in charge of getting the buildings or the campus to be built. This was some time ago when I visited, the first time when I visited, and I was kind of like t- overwhelmed by the design. At that time, it was only the main block in the middle. Subsequently, the other blocks being created around, um, I don't know how big the campus is, but it's kind of big. And uh, taking the opportunity to discuss this in light of previous studio programs that I had. The interesting thing is that if we talk about group design partnership, I am thinking about the uh, partner director, Mr. Kamil Marikan. And an an architect uh, colleague, who is I think also a director in the company, architect Luke Chu Ping. I've always collaborated with architect Luke and also Kamil American, who is a visiting uh, tutor to the the university that I thought. There was a particular year where uh, Kevin Matlow had a hiatus, so I did a collaboration program. I've forgotten how many students, maybe there were about 14 students involved, I think, in that particular unit, and we focus on designs of projects in the Pudu area in Kuala Lumpur. But when I discussed with Kamil about the possibility of doing another um, collaboration the following year, he mentioned something like a campus for a university in Taiping. So we're looking at Trono Pera and Taiping Pera, and we're looking at uh, GDP collaborated with Norman Foster with UTP Design 
And you know the thing about university campuses, the excitement is to do the master planning, the cluster of buildings, the huge scheme, not necessarily just the detailed design or the architecture, that's something else. So I get this feeling now because at one point, the last project, uh, the last design thesis project, I managed to collaborate to the extent of doing a master plan was the alternative master plan of the University of Malaya campus with Kevin Matlow. So this is interesting that Kevin Matlow used to work with Kevin, Kamil Marikan and GDP, interested in a lot of this campus design. And I'm only thinking it from this perspective, and I'm sure architects or academics out there who does this a lot would probably know what to think about in terms of why this is important in architecture education. But for me, it is also a glory project for the architects. Or it is something that you can invest your whole conceptual ideas in because it's an institutional project, it's to do with learning, scholarship, it's to do with a, academics, to do with, you know, uh, something that you can contain with. And it's more exciting when it is on an open site where you can impose your own unique design. That's what I'm thinking of. Correct me if I'm wrong. Or maybe this is just for a debate, a dialogue out there. So what happened was I didn't do that typing campus design with uh, GDP because uh, Kevin Matlow came back and we did uh, two... We divided the studio into two groups, one doing the Bukit Salon area or Bukit Bintang area there um, near Jalan Alor. And then we did the Kampong Baru um, area nearer towards Chow Kit and uh, the, the historical core. So all in all that we managed to actually attempted to do a master planning of the University of Malaya campus, which is like not an open site. You have to build within the campus. So that design is to do with more of adaptive reuse and maybe of, um, yeah, some of the projects were reusing existing building parts and some of the part project was building on top of the existing buildings and uh, some of it demolishing some parts of the buildings and trying to connect the different spaces with, with, with each other. We didn't really got to the point where we were looking at the blocks. Well, I didn't. <coughs> um, the students had a different tutor for first semester and the second semester, but what I had the experience was um, to assist with the... Um, master planning and to justify it strongly so that there will not, uh, not be any discussion on the master planning thereafter. And the student could concentrate on those uh, interconnections and building between the blocks and around the master planning. The different projects exist from the master planning. So... Why I'm discussing this is because um, 
there are two different approaches. <coughs> How we choose a site, excuse me, what a university, is it an urban site, is it an open site or a um, greenfield, shall we say, rather than a brownfield site, as they say in the industry. So, it just occurred to me because I had a visit today, <coughs> excuse me, of the University of Technology Petronas. And um, I was kind of amazed about the detail, the detailing there. And I, I suggested to um, uh, the person accompanying me that um, only GDP could pull, it, pull this off and that collaboration, that close collaboration with Norman Foster is because there are partners in GDP who used to work with Norman Foster as well. That's not to say that they're the only ones who worked with Norman Foster. And it's not to say that uh, Norman Foster doesn't have any resident architects or architects from the London office to come to Kuala Lumpur at that particular time. It is to say that um, the interest in an institutional building like GDP has with this building uh, also resulted in GDP doing many other campus design that I know of. Um, maybe uh, it escaped me, the others, but I'm recalling university technology Mara buildings. Um and architects uh, could explore their ideas to the hilt with a, uh, a good, uh, you know, uh, the um, what do you call it? The opportunity to uh, to do that because of the budget given to them at University Technology Patronas, they could explore the design and try to do a good design out of it. Subsequently, the, the I see some uh, detailing that was being done as much as they could um, to control the, 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 the product or the effects of it on site, but there is still some left to be desired as I looked at the um, detailing just now when I was going around. Ah, uh, that's not working that well. And I was looking at, you know, it should be clean and designed, designed a certain way that you have the clean lines and minimize, um, what do you call it? Um, from one plane to another plane, it shouldn't be like there's dirt or it doesn't just 90 degrees like that. It is There's an edge to it, a shadow to it, if you know what I mean. So, but it's a treat all in all going through to see the ones that did pull off, the details that were um, delightful to the eye. And even in the most mundane of things, like the lens where it, the edge of where the um the natural elements like the plants with the pavement some edgings of uh, perhaps the eye beam or eye channel uh, c channel sorry um that finishes off the detail 
was kind of a delight. And the pavement patterns. I think I was thinking about this students using the micro mobility scooters up and down and walking up and down, jumping around or being happy and and doing their studies, walking to and fro from the classrooms and laboratories to their other buildings behind, which is probably their accommodation and going about in their ways. There's a lot of walking to be done. What was interesting is an ex-student of mine who was involved in an event that was happening at the hall and the um, open space and auditorium. She was remarking about how big a scale the building is. And I was at the auditorium and I, I managed to get on stage through a platform lift at the back. But the the platform lift was an add-on later. So there wasn't an accessible route to the uh, backstage. There's, obviously, there's none uh, from the front of the stage. And I see that also in University of Malaya, where I was working at, where everything's add-on when it comes to accessibility. But the fact that I managed to go on stage from the back made me be able to be included. But of course, if you took a, talk about universal design, the true universal design, equitable in use, is important where everyone comes from the same, um, same approach to go on the stage. Like Koshan Theatre in Hong Kong, which I believe had two ramps going on by the side, uh, in a much smaller building. This uh, scale, human scale, or very large scale that is being played uh, with the two main areas of the library and the uh, auditorium with the, the um, amphitheater in the middle going down to the uh, dining area below um, is grand. It is the grand gesture. It is intentional. And um, and one could get lost, so one have problem finding one's way to find the lifts, for example. If uh, it was not known by someone else to me, I would struggle to find where the lift is because there's a minimum amount of signs going on because you don't want it to ruin the aesthetics. And this itself was a study made by... Um, my own supervisor uh, when I did my PhD in in the UK, he was studying about the what is more important, aesthetics or accessibility. Um, and um, I did a similar study as well with regard to uh, historic uh, public listed, not public listed, but listed public buildings, yes. So I was doing that, and the minimum amount of information would uh, be in order because it will spoil the uh, architectural significance of the building or historical significance of the building. In this case, this is a new building, and that universal design is not being the central guiding design principle for this building.
which could help it greatly and would make it much more functional rather than more a form. So this is the balancing act that most architects have to deal with uh, when they design buildings. So this is just a reflection, really, a quick reflection on uh, the campus design and um, some sort of an architectural review that I'd like to share with you. Um, my my experience working with a set of uh, architects that are out there practicing and having works um, that are award-winning and so on, and a delight to having a Norman Foster building in uh, in somewhere, not in the wilderness, but somewhere out of Kuala Lumpur, uh, away from the city centre, suddenly uh, the... the the open views is a delight. Uh, is of course, Norman Foster wanted to do almost like a shelter and open, like the principle of tropical architecture um, that others before had uh, referred to when they were to design things in the tropical climate. So, um, yes, it was a good workout walking for me wheeling from one end to another um and um i i feel satisfied that i visited the norman foster building yeah i'm still a fan even though there criticism abound and a good attempt for gdp uh to have done it as good as they could thank you very much for listening